0: Welcome back to another edition of the Fried Egg Podcast. Today's episode is powered by TD Ameritrade. Every stroke counts on the scorecard and every penny counts in the market. That's why TD Ameritrade is committed to straightforward pricing with no surprises. So you're free to swing with confidence. Visit tdameritrade.com slash fried egg. Member SIPC. Today's episode is part two of the conversation we had with Jeff Ogilvie. In part one, we talked about Tigers win, Trinity Forest, and caught up on what's been going on in golf. But in this episode, we focus in on Beth Page and the 2019 PGA Championship. Jeff talks about his experience at Beth Page, uh, the new schedule, and much more. Without further ado, here is Jeff Ogilvy. PGA's here, so the schedule. This the schedule's kind of crazy. I I can't. I'm not ready for the ready for another major. I'm 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 used to this lull. I'm curious from a player standpoint. Did you like the cadence, like where you have like the U.S. Open? You had the one one month later. You had the Open one month later. You have the PGA. Do you like that that successive cadence more, or did you like? You know, do you do you like the lull of the Masters to the U.S. Open?
1: Um, well, I kind of, I'm not doing this this year, so I can't really speak for how they're feeling. But it does seem to have come up quick after the Masters. This one, um, but but the Open always seemed to come up very quick after the U.S. Open, and the the PGA just seemed to come up really quick. That it, it was a bit of a blur from the U.S. Open to the PGA traditionally. Um, and now it might feel like it's a bit of a blur from the masters to the open. Um, I don't know. I think it's, I like the players back in March better. Um, I think it's just, it's just a more interesting course, not so hot. You know, they can, they can set it up a little bit more interestingly with an overseat. Um, the, PGA now. It's t- time will tell, I guess. I always love this is my favorite stretch on tour was from the Masters to the US Open because it's just every week is good. I mean Hilton Head's great. I think New Orleans is a great city to visit. Charlotte's a great tournament. The Nelson's a great tournament. Colonial's a great tournament. Memorial's a great tournament. And we always just loved this run and always had trouble taking a week off. So to put a major in the middle of all that, um is gonna be interesting. And there might be a bit of attrition field-wise for the tournaments around it. Um because majors take a lot out of the guys at the top of the field. You get to the top of the leaderboard, it takes a lot out of you. Um, So it's certainly completely changed, like, the feel of the year. And like you say, the cadence is different. It used to be like you kind of had that Masters as an outlier, like, kind of way before everything else, that was kind of like the measure of where you're at. And you had this really great run of tournaments to kind of find form for that really important summer. And um, now you kind of get... If you're not ready just after the Masters where well, you haven't got long to get ready for the PGA, it's, it's going to be different. I don't know. Um, I
0: imagine if you're and, playing good golf, it's better.
1: If you're playing well, you want it to be a big tournament every week, certainly, or very regularly. Um, it's going to change. The PGA was always traditionally really hot, the hottest one of the four. Um, these tournaments have a feel. you know. The Masters has a feel because it's the same week on the same course every year. just has a feel um and generally tournaments stay similar dates and so they just develop feels whereas uh to me even though it was a long time when the players moved to may it never had the same feel it it never felt right to me because the first seven or eight times i played it it was in march um and the pga is going to be the same you're going to get some pretty crazy weather potentially in may especially in new york this year um you've obviously got well you've got you could probably go everywhere in May, right? There's not many places you can't go in May, but you can go to some places that would be pretty cold.
0: Yeah, the, um, that Oak Hill one in a couple of years is, is not looking fun.
1: Rochester, Rochester in May. <laughs> I mean, it could still be snowing, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah uh, we'll see. I mean, but that's interesting, I think. Um, but it'll be different. So it'll feel different. And there's for guys like Phil and Tiger and the guys in their 30s and 40, late 30s and 40s who have been doing this for 20 years, it's gonna take a few years to get used to the PGA being in May just on a f- just on that feel wise you know so we'll see Beth Page is a big- time venue and no tournament regardless of what I've ever played at Beth page it's always felt like a mega tournament just because of the venue and the crowd and um, I don't think it'll take them too long to work out that it's a major but um it's different it's certainly different I think it's better long run don't you think I mean wind up everything before football kind of gets going and um, Certainly, everyone's the PGA will get better ratings this year. I would imagine than it has for a long time because everyone's so amped from the Masters. And if Tiger gets on the leaderboard again, which I'm sure he will, is Beth Page is one of his sort of places. It's uh, it's gonna it, it's gonna be a good thing for the PGA, I think. Originally, I, I mean, Tiger in the winning. Long
0: term. Tiger winning was like the best thing that could have happened for the PGA, obviously, because like, and it, it's a great thing for golf because there's this this buzz you know, in and, and everybody's looking forward to the next one. I mean the best but the greatest record chase there is in golf is back on all of a sudden. And uh I think the one thing that has to happen is the rest of the golf world has to adjust because now the other championships, whether they be seniors or, or uh the women's championships, like they're kind of in some bad spots and somebody needs to move into the September slot which is a great month for golf that has nothing now
1: um September doesn't it have the when do the FedEx Cup playoffs finish
0: August so now it's they got the European tour but you
1: know that's but this is everything, this is, I mean, I don't know if you were specifically asking for it, but everyone was asking for it, finish it before football, finish it before football, why wouldn't you finish it before football, I mean, this is what everyone asked for, I think it's great. I'm, um, I'm
0: just an angry writer, living in the, living in this rush, I, I don't know when I'm going to breathe, you know, I need to have my little lull.
1: Jaded, cynical, um, nothing's perfect, right? Yeah. Um, Because if there's no pro golf getting played, I mean, you've got you're right about a lot of different stuff. But if no pro golf getting played, everyone kind of gets bored of golf, right? Golf fans, um, they move on to football, which they do anyway. Um, I think it. Look, I think it's sensible. I think it's the behemoth of the Europe, the the US PGA Tour is, um, just by nature of its monopoly, really, or dominance, has. Inadvertently bullied the other tours in the world, and I think if it gives a bit of space to golf outside of the US, I think that's good. Um, it's 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 certainly well. I mean, the cynics would say it's been done on purpose, but I don't think it has. It's just an inadverted side effect of being such a big, impressive, amazing machine. And this finishing a little bit earlier, like it'll expose some of the better tournaments in Europe. I mean, their their schedule has got some great tournaments around that time of the year, and. Maybe more people watch it because they're a bit starved for golf, who don't want to watch football on the weekends. And I don't know. It just—that's
0: uh... to me. It is actually it presents a really big opportunity because like the the diehard golfers don't go anywhere in September. They're still there. It's like if, if the if if the women could put together move one of their premier tournaments or a couple of their premier tournaments there, all of a sudden you know they might have a a a good good really good audience on weekends and. You know the the European Tour. I think they shifted some of their best tournaments, but um, back you know we get sidetracked here. The uh, the PGA. So yeah, with the media, with fans, the the PGA has always been kind of the the fourth leg. Like as a player, is there is there anything different? Does it have it? You know, you talked about feels earlier in in history, chasing history. Is there a different feel to the PGA than than every every other major?
1: Well, yeah, because each one of them, each one of the first three, well, traditionally the first three, the other three, um, have such distinct feels. I mean, the Masters clearly has a feel all of its own because it is what it is. The Open in Britain, I mean, is clearly a pretty obvious feel. It's, it's around the only tournament that you play on a links, on a links like that. And, um, that is pretty distinct too. And you've traveled a lot. You've probably been in America all year as a PGA Tour player and you get over there and it's completely different. The US Open is a distinct feel because it's just in a, a battle of attrition and um, usually one of the great courses in America set up to win it an inch of its life. And it, it, that has a distinct feel. So the PGA has a hard time being, feeling like that. The PGA feels like a really amazing PGA Tour event. You know, it feels like, like a really great version of the Wells Fargo or Memorial or, uh, you know, one of those really kind of big feeling PGA Tour events, the, the PGA feels like just a bigger version of that, like just an amped up version of a normal PGA Tour event, which I think is why you see a, a bigger range of players contend in them because it's more what they're used to. Like there's different skills to win a US Open, like that you don't get exposed to unless you've, Played a lot of different stuff like that. The Masters is a thing of its own, and the Open, again, is a thing on its own. So the PGA is just a big scale PGA Tour event. That's what it's always felt like to me. So it's distinctively different from the other three, but they're all different from each other anyway. So um, I've always thought it was um, mis, not misunderstood, but kind of a. It was the ugly, like stepchild or something right no one really quite gave it the complete respect that the other three had but I don't think that's fair I think it's uh it's it's just probably the the biggest tournament of that normal type if you like of the year so Um, I
0: mean in in a way did you feel like it was closer it, it felt more like the players than it felt like the other three majors
1: well it felt more like the players did in march the, the the um the may players to me felt like it was trying to be the us open a little bit sometimes um at least on sundays it would the, the setup would get pretty extreme um uh, to, like the as i said like memorial um charlotte some of these big kind of the tour events that just kind of grabbed it caught captured attention and got great fields um they feel like big versions of that to me, the PGA. There's a lot of people. There's obviously a lot more um, corporate stuff. There's a lot more peripheral stuff at a major than there is at a normal PGA tour event, more kind of infrastructure and more traffic and just more people. But um, it just felt like the biggest version of what we did every week. You know, really important it's the ten-year exemption. It's a major. It's it's history. It's the hall of fame for people. It's all that stuff, and it feels like that. But it, you knew standing on the first tee that the setup was going to be like a PGA Tour style setup, just a little bit more difficult, um, or maybe not even necessarily more difficult. Just a regular kind of kind of long bit of rough, you know, like tough pins, but not crazy, just. Play the be play the best golf. If if you can win a normal PGA tour event, you can win the player. Uh, you can win the PGA. Traditionally, that's how it felt like. Whereas the other ones, there's 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 extra skills you need at the other ones. But the skill to win the PGA for me always felt like just you have got to be the best kind of golfer of that kind of American tournament golf course thing. The other three are a little unique. Yeah, right. I mean it's fantastic. It's great, and and there was something about it being the last one, um, glory's last shot or whatever they used to say. I mean like that. Hopefully it doesn't lose... I mean, it might elevate it being the second one, you know?
0: I, I was thinking um, about it. I think it's more fitting to end with the Open, too, than it, do, it is with ending with the PGA, you know?
1: I mean, look, they're all cool, but it's kind of... There's bookends. Like, the Masters is, for most people, the coolest one, but the Open, for a lot of people, is the coolest one, too, because it's the links and it's the oldest one and it's a different style completely and... If you poll the players once they've played a few Opens, they're like, "Wow, this is pretty special." I mean, they just, it feels pretty special. So it'll always hold its own and be special last. Whereas the PGA in the middle might get elevated a little bit, you know, because it's everybody's thinking about golf right now because of the Masters and the think, U.S. Open's coming. And
0: I feel like this uh, this schedule setup would be more advantageous to to really rattling off majors too. You know, like if Tiger had had this schedule set up, maybe he wins more. I don't know, though. Uh, He won quite a bit. He won quite a bit. Maybe.
1: I mean, he's won 15. He's done okay. (laughs) Um, Maybe. Certainly, a guy in form, um, you would. I think you'll. You might start regularly seeing everyone who contends. See, everyone who contends in the Masters, not necessarily. You might see a whole different bunch of characters in the U.S. Open, but. It is quite close. Guys are still probably in reasonable form, the guys who are playing well there. You might see similar guys fighting it out a month later at the PGA, and that would be interesting, you know, because there's always, you know, Molinari and Tiger get in the last group again, there'd be something really special, cool a, about that. You it's know? like a and rivalry. Brooks is right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might devel- well, potentially develop more rivalries because that top 50 guys in the world will be, more regularly together. You know, like, as you said, the cadence is the perfect word. You play, you get a month off, you play a big tournament, you have a month off, you play a big tournament. Like, it's um, not a month off, a month off majors. There's, there's a, what was, be a, a sense of rhythm to it.
0: What was the last, like, uh, real rivalry?
1: Real rivalry? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think Tiger and... Uh, Ernie kind of had a little thing developing, but Tiger won all the time, right? So it's yeah. not really a rivalry, and it's the same. Tiger and Duvall had a little thing, and Tiger and Phil had a little thing. VJ um,
0: for like VJ and
1: Tiger had a little thing. Yeah, he got to number one in the world. Um, I think there's been a few little rivalries underneath the top, you know. Um, I think Sergio and Harrington had a little thing going for about a year there, you know, because they were both Carnoustie Open and the Oakland Hills PGA. They were both, I think. One and two or in playoffs, and like they were right there. Um, they kind of had a little thing going. Um, Ryder Cup, maybe there's a few different things like the Azinger, was it Azinger and Seve? That was a pretty mm-hmm. tense, tense relationship. I mean, but 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 go back to Nicholas Watson, Nicholas Trevino. Nicholas Trevino and Nicholas Watson were true rivalries because not always Jack didn't always win, you know, the other one won some a few of the times, and uh, that the Tiger era was harder to have rivals because he just beat them all the time, you know? That's, so I think we might, de- we might develop some now, you know? Um,
0: I could see Brooks being, getting in a rivalry with somebody, you know,
1: he's in a rivalry with Brandall at the moment, which is quite fun.
0: What um, do you, where do you fall on that? On the, on the analyst critiquing players?
1: It, it, I mean, it's part of it. Like it's, uh, uh you wouldn't watch the golf channel or read the articles if it was not saying anything, you know, we all editorial and opinion is what we tune in for. I mean, look at Fox news look at the news, you know, I mean, it's all about editorial and opinion. Um, golf channel the same. Brandall has a role. It's the same as Johnny did. I mean, it, he's not necessarily right, but it adds to the broadcast and it entertains people. Um, it, I don't think, I think it, it's, if a player has been in the position of Brooks or Tiger or like been up there and contended, maybe Brandel didn't quite get there, but he was a pretty good player and he has a pretty good understanding of golf. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you hate to see opinions that, that you don't agree with. Right. But that's kind of part of the fun. Um, if it makes more people tune in next week, then it's good. Mm-hmm. I would say, uh, it's not fair. I think he's a bit harsh on Brooks. He seems to forget everyone seems to forget Brooks for some reason, but I think that's to Brooks's advantage, to be honest with you. Um
0: You know what's funny? I I was just doing some research for uh, another pod and I found this uh clip uh from or this this quote of Brooks from the Pinehurst US Open. And it was like when nobody knew who Brooks was and he uh, <laughs> they I guess they took his name off the leaderboard before they like they they like took it off before they should have, and he ended up being like T fourth. And he was like, he was like, I almost went up. My uh, caddy and I were laughing about it when we were walking off eighteen when they were taking my name off, and I almost walked up there to say you should leave it up there or something, some crazy thing. But it was funny because I mean, like from the very beginning he's been
1: the guy. There's always been guys at the media have not that have missed. You know, I mean Billy Casper won forty something tournaments against like Nicholas, Arnold, and Gary the whole time. I mean, he was out ridiculous, 50 tournaments. I don't know, he was prolific, and no one ever talks about him. Like, there's always, for whatever reason, whatever it is about, some people seem to catch the analyst's attention and get written about and talked about more often, and some people don't. I mean, Brooks has had the best last 12 months of anyone, almost, almost ever, certainly in the majors. Um, And, and it seems like he's... It's like Rory. It's Rory and Tiger. Rory versus Tiger. It's like, well, hang on a minute. Brooks is actually the one with the runs on the board at the moment. So uh, history's always done that. There's always been guys who got forgotten. It's uh, not forgotten, but not as noticeable. Yeah. But whatever, for whatever reason, it's because he doesn't open his mouth very much, which is to his credit, Brooks. Um, he just goes about his business and takes the trophy home on Sunday night. You know, doesn't like carry on too much, um, which is. I think most players on tour, if you ask them, uh, Brooks is pretty high on everyone's list of who's who's the best. So uh, I don't know. What do you say? It's just yeah. he's some got, people some some people get noticed and some people don't. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think if you look, if you put together like a list of most complete player, like you don't look at any part of Brooks's game and be like, ah, oh, you know, he could do that a little better. Everything he's like extremely great at, and which makes total sense why he plays so well in major championships
1: and he's become just uh it's probably he doesn't seem to get it done in the regular tournaments quite as much you know like the the guys who get attention the rickies and the rories and the tigers and the they are always in contention every week they play brooks seems to just pop up in the really really big ones and he pops up and he wins you know so maybe uh there's something in that. I don't know. And there's nothing against Brooks. Maybe he's thinking about the majors and that's his focus. And uh I, he's working on stuff in the average in the middle weeks that he's just trying to get ready for the majors. I'm not sure, but he's certainly he's the best we've seen since Tiger in the last nine holes when he's closed those majors that he closed out. I mean, it was rock solid last year when Fleetwood posted that score. I mean, at Shinnecock to do that, that's pretty special.
0: I mean that. Yeah. The shot he hit on 16 at Bell Reeve, that 244 iron to sure. like four feet was one of the greatest shots I've ever seen in my
1: life. I mean, and Chamber, it wasn't Chambers, it was, which was the one, um, Aaron Hills. Aaron Hills, he, yeah. I mean, it sort of kind of got close with five, six holes to play and he just birdied every hole. He birdied like three or four holes in a row. It's just like completely closed the deal. I mean, nobody does that for their first major, you know, so he's closing the deal is outrageously good. So anytime anyone has a conversation, doesn't mention him when it comes to, ma- it, to being one of the best is, I'm probably going to disagree with him. But again, if that's the Brandel's position, that's fine. I mean, as I said, if that makes people more tune, more people tune in and watch it, then he's doing his job. I mean, that's his role I to w- get more people into golf.
0: Now for a quick word from our sponsor, greater than winning a major championship takes focus and high level performance on the course. Being hydrated helps you excel at both. My favorite way to do so is with Greater Than. Their coconut water sports drinks packs twice the electrolytes and half the calories of the popular sports drinks and comes in four delicious flavors, watermelon, orange mango, tropical, and grape. Their eco-friendly packaging even features a golfer on the watermelon flavor. Get Greater Than by visiting drinkgt.com and use the code Friday 20 to get 20% off your order. That's drinkgt.com. And the code is fried egg twenty to get twenty percent off your order. Now back to Jeff Ogilvy. I I wonder who has the least amount of PGA Tour wins ever in the Hall of Fame. Because like if he retired tomorrow, he'd be a Hall of Famer with three majors, right? Mm-hmm. And he'd have, Didn't
1: Andy Nor- he has. And Andy North, Andy North, got two U.S. Opens? How many total did he win? I don't and know. And is he in the Hall of Fame? I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. That would be interesting.
0: If you win three, you're in for sure. That's. I thought
1: I, two. You're in. No,
0: two's got to be. I don't know.
1: Well, it does depend. I don't know. Like the Hall of Fame's a little bit. Uh, it's a really cool thing, but I think it's kind of been a bit. Uh, I don't know tainted a little bit because they feel like they have to have a ceremony every year so some years it feels like they let people in just because they want to let people in you know what I mean what's wrong with going every five years and not letting anyone in you know just because there isn't anyone you know that's what the Uh,
0: that's what the baseball hall of fame does so well if nobody gets in nobody gets in
1: and you just don't have the ceremony you know like maybe you only do it when there's two or three really obvious people and I don't think and I don't really think it's cool when they induct people while they're still playing you know i think that should be done i think it's more a uh, we know you're going to be done and that's what they do in the football and the baseball too right i mean they wait till their five career is over.
0: yeah five years after
1: and so. i know golf has never really stopped but Maybe it should after fifty or something, but we've had like current players getting their induction and then going to play the players' championship next week. It just doesn't seem the same <laughs> as the other sports, you know. It just it feels like, well, he's going to get in, so let's put him in now. It's like, well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe get voted in, but you're going to be in, and then you have the ceremony later. I don't know, but uh, and it should be in St Andrews or something, probably, shouldn't it? Um, it should be Or Pinehurst or, or, Pinehurst, or Pebble Beach or it like um, shouldn't or be in National Golf Links. Or national, or national golf links or something. Um, um, yeah, yeah, but anyway, it is what it is. It's a it, it, it's it's a great thing. I mean, anyone who's never been there should go because it's a pretty cool place. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Brooks is outrageous. If you ask, if you pull the players on tour, it's like no one wants to come down the last nine holes against him because he's going to hit it further than you. He's going to hit it closer than you, and he's going to hold more putts than you. It seems like the last nine holes. He's got he's and got he a was, little
0: edge too, you know. Yeah. He doesn't. He. I, I. feel like he doesn't. It's always easy to play with a, a, a comfortable pairing. I feel like Brooks wouldn't mind if he, if he knew you didn't like him. You know. <laughs> or he I don't know,
1: he's pretty. He's pretty likable. I mean, him and Dustin, they're so likable. Um, you can't be mad at. You can't ever get mad at them because they're just super nice to everybody uh-huh. from the top of the tour to the bottom of the tour and the bag room and everybody. I mean. Brooks Brooks and Dustin are so nice to everybody that everybody likes them. So I think that'd be a comfortable pairing for anyone except for how intimidating their golf games are. I mean, they both got talk about intimidating golf games to play with both of them. It's like, um, wow, (laughs) these guys are really good.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, it's so hard, especially I feel like in match play. If you're 20 yards behind someone, it's not as big of a deal as in stroke play. Because, like, match play, if you're 20 yards behind, you get to hit the shot first, you know, and you can put a little pressure on them. But in stroke play, you just feel like you're, yeah, this guy's playing a different golf course.
1: And I know the courses that we play, the length of the par 4s and par 5s especially, but say the par 4s, we play 480 to 500-yard par 4s all the time. And you neck one a little bit or you don't hit your best and you've got a 4-iron in. Well, these guys have got wedge in this. I mean, the difference between a 4-iron and a wedge is just, you can't beat that guy. You're never going to beat that guy. But if the hole was a little bit shorter and you had a nine-on and they just did a, like a 60-yard sand-on, that's completely different. Nine-on to 60-yard sand-on. Nine-on, you feel like you can hit close to the hole, right? But a four-on to a wedge or a four-on to an eight-on, I mean, that's just such a difference. It's, just, it's kind of the, the, the length of the courses we play, it seems to accentuate their advantage, which is why they're all playing so well. Um, and they should have that advantage, but it's intimidating. Certainly
0: carried us in here perfectly because we should have been talking about this 20 minutes ago, but Beth page, you, uh, it's a big golf course, obviously very narrow setup. And you were saying right before it always seems to rain at Beth page. So what do you, what do you think, you know, of Beth page and you know, what type of player would you look at this week?
1: Well, so someone who can hit the ball long and high, it's a carry course, um, Almost every hole, the green, there is trouble short of the green. Um, and quite a lot of them are up. A lot of the holes at Beth Badge, you go down off the tee and then up. Like the second you go down and up, like very four, you go down and up, five, you go down and up, six, you go down and up. Like so, if you drive it in the rough, you can't get it on the greens because it's you kind of down in heavy rough trying to hit it up to this green that you have to carry it to. Um, there's not a whole lot of chasing it up the fairway and getting it on the green at Bethpage. So it's a guy who can hit it a long way in the air and very difficult to win it from the rough if you're not driving it straight. Um, so, yeah, Brooks, Dustin, Fleetwood. Rory. like R- Rory. These guys, I mean, someone like Bubba, you know, these guys who can carry it a long way, who hit a lot of fairways hitting it long, um, they're the guys... Who are going to uh, who traditionally have done the best there? I mean, I've played a few tournaments there, and it's almost impossible to have a good score if you drive in the rough, and it's really difficult to have a good score. Say like a Molinari, he's pretty long now, but he's long when there's a little bit of roll. Yeah, you know, Um, he like
0: kind of knuckleballs it.
1: He swings it really, really well, and I think swinging it really well, like the way he swings it, and he's got the shorter arms and he's not a tall guy, so he'd have trouble flying at three twenty. He might be able to roll at three twenty, but he's not flying at three twenty. And Beth Page is a is a carry course. It's a big like Greg Norman in his prime, like Nicholas in his prime, like Tiger in his prime. It's just big, long and high in the air.
0: I feel like Jason um, Day is kind of like that too. He hits it really Jason. high and far. Yeah, he carries it long.
1: I would have said Jason would be a great chance at Bethpage if he if he's playing like he was in form at the Masters. So I imagine he's still in form if his body's all right at the moment. Um, that sort of player. And look, more players are that player now than before, mm-hmm. you know, um, because it's kind of where golf's gone. Uh, but you're not going to get away with a bad week off the tee and win at Bethpage. Like, uh, some weeks... We've seen guys do that um, because you can hack it up the fairway and roll it up to the greens and stuff. You, you can't do that at Bethpage. Um, so I mean, if you, if you, if anyone's got the inclination, go back and watch 2002, especially like there's a couple of good videos on, of O2 of Tiger's last round, and it was just the most ball striking clinic, mm-hmm. long slog. I mean, I don't know if anyone remembers that week, but there was fairways that were 280 to get to. You know, guys were like trying to drive it into the cross the the Walk path because it was too far to get to the fairways. It was such a long course, um, and it probably doesn't play quite as long now because it's what are we seventeen years later? But um, it's super long and all carry, and and it's a mint. It's a mint course. It's so I mean it's it's intimidating, and I don't know why everyone lines up at three o'clock in the morning to play it because it must beat everybody up over round the head. But um, it's for, for for players of our level. It's a fantastic place and the last four or five holes might have the best atmosphere in golf outside the Masters i mean it is just what a feel when you cross back across that road just incredible
0: what how does it how would you compare uh, I'm curious just you know both Tillinghast courses both major championship venues how would you compare beth page and wingfoot
1: um completely different um well yeah completely different wingfoot's challenges the greens um they certainly in US Open set it up narrow. And it's I guess it's not long in modern standards, but it's long enough. And Wingfoot's about managing the slopes on the greens, keeping it under the hole, hitting it kind of front edge most of the week, and like not taking on too much. And um, it rewards well hit, sensibly chosen shots. Whereas Beth Page just rewards and I I don't know what state Beth Page is in after Reese redid it, which by the way, I think this is Reese's I haven't seen all the recent redos, but this is the one I really like. I think Beth Page is great. Um, it's uh, it's it's more of a pure like long ball striking test. I would say Wingfoot. There's a little bit more str- more strategic test, um, more thoughts about where to leave it around the greens. The Beth Page, if you hit it above the hole, you've got a chance. If you hit it above the hole at Wingfoot, you've got no chance at all. So it's a it's a, it's more of a ball striking test, and Wingfoot's more of a strategy test. I would say, but as I said, I don't know what I don't know what Beth Page looked like before Reese did it. So,
0: I, I know it was run down. Uh, so, like the it, Beth Page is really rewards sheer power, and where Wingfoot is more precision.
1: I would say, and good and sensible uh, Wingfoot. You've got to make up a few. You, there's a few decisions to make strategy wise. You got to. Uh, you gotta think it through a little bit. Um, Beth Page, I would say there's a little bit less of that. And it's you've gotta you've gotta move the both both ball the ball both ways. There's some great angles on the fairways at Beth Page where you kind of you can see the whole fairway and it's sitting down you at like a right to left angle or left to right angle where it really is kind of hard to hit draws on some holes and make them fit and phase another. So you've got to just strike the ball. It's an execution contest, I would call it. Okay. Um, Beth Page. Whereas a Wingfoot's got more of a a, a, a mental execution <laughs> test as well as anything else. Yeah.
0: What What are your some of your favorite or most interesting holes at Bethpage?
1: As I said, the the first hole might be one of my favorite. Like it's a it's a cool. It's a, I don't love those downhill shots, but the second shot, the green just reminds me of a green in uh, the UK. It just it sits on the ground really nicely. It's got this cool little lumps and slopes in it and stuff i love the first for whatever reason and it's so grand i mean beth page is such big scale the second hole you're down through this little valley and up to the green is pretty cool and four is an outrageously fun i don't know if they're playing as a 4 or a 5 but um should be a 5 5 yeah um well, it's quite short but very difficult on the green and as i said the the fairway's right there like i hate the term but right there in front of you like you see everything you have to do and you just have to execute um, but as a, when you cross, there's a lot of variety, albeit it's all very long, um, but you change direction quite a lot. You, it's kind of an out-and-back course. You go a long way from the clubhouse and you kind of come back and you, and you play the first hole on the, I want to say, the clubhouse side of the road. You cross the road and you play all the way through to 13 and you feel like you're kind of away from everything. And then when you come back and play 14, um, is it 14, 15? Yeah,
0: 40. Er- I think it's... 15.
1: What? 15, 16, 17, Yeah, yeah 15. You, you play 14 in the par 3, and then you come back on 15, and it's just, as I said, the feel in those last four holes is something special, like 15, 16, 17. 18's a letdown of a hole, but um, 17 is really amazing kind of big-scale amphitheater par 3. Um, 15 is just crazy, like that hole up to that green that's way up in the air and really slopey and... I really enjoy the finish. It's a in a big tournament and the PGA. I'll carry this a little bit, but when there is the Presidents Cup or the Ryder Cup, there at some point, the Ryder Cup, Presidents Cup, maybe I Ryder Cup. The,
0: I think it's the President or it's the Ryder Cup. It's PGA. The, yeah, it's the Ryder, Ryder
1: Cup there when when they when those groups come back under the fifteenth, you are gonna. It's going to be an atmosphere that no one's ever felt. It is a really, really kind of special kind of. I don't know. There's something about it. Um, no short par fours, really. Not that I remember. I mean, the first hole, I guess, is quite short. It's 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 a slog of long shots, you know, pretty much. The short ones seem to get uphill or um, play really. They play long, you know, um, and especially if it's been raining. Uh, I, I I don't know. Like it's it's just a good strong golf course that you won't like if you're not playing well, and you'll probably enjoy if you're playing well. Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: if you're not if you're not playing well, you'll probably know why you're not playing well.
1: Yeah, if, especially if you're not driving it well. If you're not driving it well, um, it's going to be a long week because you're not going to hit <laughs> many greens because the rough historically they've liked to grow up pretty thick, and especially if it's rained. Um, and there are rumors that the roughs pretty thick, so um, it's a driving week for sure. Driving is the ultimate test at Bethpage, and the, and then it's very playable if you're hitting it. <laughs> 320 up the middle of every fairway, or 300 up the middle of every fairway, you've got every chance. But not doing that, it's going to be tough. It's great. It's definitely worth. Anyone who's not been there, the ex- there are a lot of courses I like better that I think are architecturally more significant and better courses, probably all around and more enjoyable for a for a larger cross section of golfers. But the experience of playing Bethpage and I think lining up with the locals and how proud the locals are of the course. I've never been anywhere when people are more proud of their course. Um, p- people in Long Island, even if they've never played it, they're proud of. It's like they're all members. It's like the whole area of Long Island, a member of Bethpage. This is our place. This is going to beat you up, the Black Course. I mean, it's just brilliant. Like, just It's just got such a good feel about it. Once in every golfer's lifetime, if they have the opportunities to go sit in the car park in the dark, and go try to play the black horse. Cause and there's that sign on the first tee, like extreme difficulty, like play at own risk and all that. It's just so dramatic. It's uh it's a cool place. That's
0: uh it's the it was supposed to be the public country club,
1: you know? It's well certainly when we play it, it feels like it's that. I don't know what condition it's in for the rest of the year, but when we play it, um and there's five or six courses there, right? There's a ton of courses. It's Bethpage State Park in general is massive. Yeah. Um
0: they got, it's yeah, a massive place. The red course is supposed to be really good too. The other, till, it's another tilling house. It's supposed to be real fun. So it's
1: it's, it's great fun. land. It's a cool place. I mean, as I said, it's just uh, it's it's got an atmosphere all of its own. Um, and there's that that local pride in the place that's pretty unique. Um, that's and a, as a as a true municipal course, city owned cause, there can't be many in the world that are. Uh, on the same level, you know.
0: That's every every municip every big city should have a have a great golf course. Whether it's a championship, not necessarily a championship course, but just a great facility, because that's a it's a great facility.
1: It's a great facility. It's I I think the conditioning is what you would find at most country clubs. The clubhouse is like a country club clubhouse. Um, everywhere should you're right. It's. It's an experience, even if it costs people a couple hundred dollars to play, or like local residents get it for 80 bucks and, and visitors have to pay 300. whatever it is, it's like every it'd be great for every city if they to turn what their course that has the most potential into that style of place, you know, just to, you're a member for the day, you know like it's
0: It's like if you a, if you were a kid and you know you had your regular Muni, but you played there a few times a year. I don't think he, like, I always talk about it. Like, it's important, like, for the Chicago District Golf Association to get good venues for their state AMs and stuff because of the juniors, you know? So then they play a real golf course for a state AM. And it's going to help them when they play the USAM, you know? And if you're a kid and you're playing against kids that play, play out of, you know, Shinnecock, but you place Beth Page every once in a while. You're not going to get, you're not going to go somewhere and be intimidated.
1: No, and that's a treat too, right? I mean, the amateur golf tournaments. Australia was always very good, and Britain. I played a little bit of amateur golf in the UK. Um, all their amateur tournaments were on their best courses, courses that we couldn't get on unless there was a tournament there. Right? We didn't get on to, we didn't play Muirfield no chance playing Mulefield unless the British Amateur was there, you know? And it was just like, what a treat. You get to play Mulefield like five times in a week, like just incredible practice rounds. And like, just for that alone, I mean, a lot of these kids and these golfers access to these courses is basically impossible. I mean, Bethpage, you got to park at three o'clock in the morning, right? Like, um, something like that. Um, Chicago golf for the, like stuff like that. These places are inaccessible unless you have tournaments. And I think that's kind of, it's good prestige for the courses to have these tournaments. And it's, just an opportunity for everyone it makes more kids probably want to play tournament golf when they're at places where maybe they they don't have their local golf course they get to play the real special one in the tournament i mean that's a good thing that was my favorite thing about amateur golf was where we played the tournaments places places that i otherwise wouldn't have been able to get on
0: yeah is it i, I think that's like the thing it's like i've i know that some golf associations struggle with courses giving up their time but it's like the most important thing for those courses like it's you know and i always say it's like one one day every ten years. So one day, can you give or a couple days every 3, 3, hundred and sixty five days? Can you give four days to your local golf association?
1: I think. And look, I mean, most a lot of golf courses agree with that and probably do that. But there's probably more that don't. Um,
0: All right. Last question. Uh, what's uh, who's your winner?
1: I have. You know what? I think it's Rory's turn. I think Rory's going to win. It's a perfect course for him. Uh, slightly forgotten at the moment. Um, slightly, I say, not really. But it's a place for Rory or Dustin. But I'll stick. I'll, I'll go for Rory.
0: That's how I've got. I'm going to go with Rory. I think I was thinking Rory or Dustin, and I'm. Uh, I think I'm going to go Rory too. I, uh, he's. He's gonna. He's got to win a major one of these da- one of these times. You know, he's too good to have a drought like he's got right now.
1: He's too good, and I think Beth Page cancels out a lot of the field because of the like long straight requirement. Um, I think it'll be one of those really, really big hitters, and he's one of those, and he's one of the best of those, right? So uh, let's go for Rory. He'll make a few.
0: All right, we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Uh, good luck with that uh, Australian winner. That's- us northerners don't don't feel that bad
1: no it's nothing like a uh chicago it's not a chicago winter by any means but it's uh i've been in arizona for a while so this is a fresh this fresh thing for me in may having 50 degrees and sideways rain but that's all you've been listening to the fried egg podcast we do the digging for you